What can we do to help businesses grow? What can we do to help businesses uh, form and create new businesses, as well as hopefully relocate businesses from elsewhere to our region? Hey, this is Angie Morgan Wachowski. I'm a Marine veteran, an entrepreneur, New York Times bestselling author, and here today, I am your host of Bet On You Radio. Today's guest is really exciting. I'm going to be featuring Warren Call. He's the president and CEO of Traverse Connect, which is an interesting organization because it provides small businesses to large businesses, really, of support services, staffing guidance, consultative services, legislative services, all these amazing services. None of the services, though, that I utilized when I was starting my business way back in the day, early 2000s. I remember, uh, I used to live in North Carolina, driving in my car, I was working as a pharmaceutical sales rep, just marveling the idea of what it would be like to start my own business. My business partner was an attorney, so she had a little bit more of an advantage of understanding the, the structuring of the business. I had an English major and I had served in the Marine Corps. And so those kind of things, didn't necessarily lend themselves to business ownership directly. Like I knew how to lead. I could certainly read documents, <laughs> but I didn't really understand the financials and all that, you know, the taxes, all these things. Only though, if I only had a chamber of commerce. I think in our minds, we sometimes think about entrepreneurs and small businesses, you know, being captains of their ship, you know, going out there, starting their thing, being really independent. And in our minds, too, we also have heard many small businesses, and I certainly been one of those myself, you know, have those nights, you know, with head in hand, like, how am I going to make payroll? How am I going to make things work? So we might celebrate so much um, this individuality of business owners, but the reality is what we're going to hear from Warren is that we're really part of a business ecosystem if we give ourselves time to think about it. There are people around you who want you to succeed. Just knowing that they're a phone call away or an email away or a walk to a building away, and they are ready there to help you succeed. They want you to win, and I want you to win too. So stay tuned. Warren's going to come in, and he's going to share with us some great ideas on how we can all win in this game, hopefully, that we're going to enter into. A great resource for you, if you're thinking about a small business startup situation, you do want to talk to somebody like Warren and his team. So Warren, happy to be here. Thanks for so much for coming. Angie, thanks for the opportunity. This is great. Can you share with us a little bit about your background? Yeah, I am a Michigan native. I moved away for a long time. And as we like to call it here in Michigan, I then boomeranged back after mm -hmm. some time away. I, um, I've worked in finance for the last 15 years before uh, the last four years taking this role, leading the economic development and chamber of commerce function for the Traverse City area. And that's Traverse Connect. And I think this is a really important point. So when we say Traverse Connect, it is the chamber of commerce and it's also economic development. Yeah, we are what's considered a regional chamber and an economic development organization. So one of the things that is really helpful about our model is we, we serve that function that a traditional chamber of commerce does to connect businesses to each other, the networking, the public policy and advocacy work, and the events, of course, but also we focus on economic development. What can we do to help businesses grow? What can we do to help businesses uh, form and create new businesses, as well as hopefully relocate businesses from elsewhere to our region? 
And so often I would imagine those are a little bit bigger businesses than the average. I'm going to open up a coffee shop on Main Street or, you know, make a clothing apparel shop on Main Street as well. So can you share a little bit about the difference of a chamber of commerce? Like what's the difference between chamber of commerce specifically and what type of services do you offer? Yeah. So Chamber of Commerce has come in a lot of different sizes. So the United States Chamber of Commerce based in D.C. is very much focused on really just the political landscape. What does federal legislation look like? And mostly you'll see that at the state level, too. So the Michigan Chamber of Commerce is very similar. Once you get to the region regional level, though, and the, and the city level, you'll find that Chambers of Commerce exist oftentimes really to support medium and small businesses. So we work very closely with every level of business from some of our larger employers that employ about a thousand, you know, a thousand people uh, in this region, down to really the mom and pop shops and the early stage companies that are just getting started. And we provide services across that, across that spectrum. So helping a, a small business owner really get to the next level, go from, you know, whatever, if there are five employees and they need to get more resources so they can grow up to that 10 employee level or open the next the next shop or whatever it might be, that's that's something we actually spend a lot of time on. And then when you get to the larger businesses, what can we do to help remove barriers for them, whether that's staffing needs, uh, legislative issues at the state level, or a whole host of other things to help them, again, continue to grow their business. You're like the helpline, basically, is what you're saying. Because I think oftentimes we get this image in our mind, like, I'm going to be an entrepreneur, I'm going to open up a small business, and I'm going to do it all by myself. And you're here to say, wait, I mean, maybe you can do it by yourself, but... Well, and, and obviously entrepreneurs like to do it by themselves <laughs> oftentimes, and they're usually moving pretty fast. Mm -hmm. But one of the things I like to say is just take a half second to pump the brakes and see what resources might be available, whether that's at your local chamber, at a regional economic development organization like ours, or other resources across the spectrum, the Small Business Association, or excuse me, Small Business Administration of, of uh, you know, the U.S. government and things like that. There's, there's resources out there. So... One of the things that to really focus on from as a small business is you've got a lot of work to do. You've got to stay focused. You've got to be working on that business at all times. And you can't focus on all the other ancillary things that might be out there. So whether that's a barrier to your success at the regulatory level, the, the, the local level, uh, finding the right staffing finding the right uh, bank connections or accounting connections, that's where your your local chamber of commerce or your economic de de development agency can come in and be a partner to help support your business growth. I am thinking of somebody right now who's saying to themselves, I have this idea to start X, whatever X is going to be. At what stage would you engage a chamber of commerce and maybe, you know, at the earliest stage what would you have to offer? I think that uh, probably across the spectrum, a Chamber of Commerce can be a good resource to at least initiate that conversation. Depending on their business model and, and their scope of services, it may be a good fit for a, an early stage operation like that, or they may be able to refer you to, to another type of organization. So here in the Traverse City area, we have a technology incubator that's specifically built for early stage technology companies. We have SCORE, which is a mentorship, volunteer mentorship program specifically designed for what we would call lifestyle kind of mom and pop business startups. Mm -hmm. So if you're trying to figure out how to build, you know, write that business plan for the coffee shop you want to open up, SCORE is a great place to go for very good advice, but free advice 
given by people that have been in your shoes before. And then depending on the, you know, again, the environment, there's other resources. Um, certified development financial institutions are nonprofits that are out there to provide technical resources. So there's a lot of good options, but certainly start with your local, your local chamber and they can hopefully connect you to those things. I've, we've had a few guests for the small business series here on Bet on You Radio talk about specifically having to write a business plan to get financing. Mm -hmm. So I'd imagine if I don't know what a business plan is, likely will my chamber be able to provide that this type of assistance or support for me? Yeah, again, they can they can either directly offer that assistance. They can connect you with consultants and and other volunteers that might be able to provide that assistance. And then there are organizations like the Small Business Association uh, uh, at, the, at the federal level that usually have local entities. So here we have the Small Business Development Center, federally funded there as a resource for businesses, especially early stage businesses, to get them those resources. So example business plans at, uh, for various different industries. Example pro forma financial templates to help you build out what does that financial model look like as you build out your business so that you can then be prepared to go talk to the, the local bank about, about the, you know, the funding you need to get started? I imagine then the network you have access to is quite powerful once you start to tap into those resources. Can you talk a little bit about that, the network available among you know, small business owners and some of the resources that you're able to facilitate around that? Yeah, well, we, what we call it here locally is the entrepreneurial ecosystem. Mm -hmm. We need to to foster an ecosystem that is very conductive, very, sorry, very conducive to growing a business. Again, regardless of the industry, regardless of whether that's going to be a tech startup that can scale up to a huge company or just the next flower shop on the corner, there are resources across that spectrum to help to help companies and spe specifically to help those entrepreneurs because they shouldn't feel like they need to make it up as they go along or go through a lot of guesswork. There are people that have been in those shoes before that have that have taken those steps to 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 start a business and grow a business, and they are more than willing to help. and And our job is to aggregate that and make sure all that information is in one place, so that regardless of where you find yourself in the level of the the stage you're at and the development of your idea, your business, there's resources that are there to to support you. and And really, our mission and and our other partner organization's mission is to see job growth. So any company that we can help get started that's going to foster job growth in our economy, that's that's really where we we stand to we stand beside those business owners to help them. That's one of the things I love about your staff. If I have a question about connecting with somebody with a specific skill set because they're connected throughout the community to mm -hmm. people. So even for this uh, small business series, I reached out to one of your staff members and I'm like, "Hey, do you know an attorney who is dynamic and could share some great guidance? And she gave me a list of people, same with bankers as well. So it's a great resource too. If you have any questions, just a reminder to yourself, you don't have to suffer in silence. Can you talk a little bit about the CEO roundtable? Because I think that is so key. Because they say, you know, it is lonely at the top, but it doesn't have to be. Like what you're struggling with, probably other people are struggling with. It really is. And, you know, we hear from time, from time and time again from our member businesses that the CEO roundtable and other leadership roundtables that we host are the most valuable thing that they have. And what that is, it's it's a it's a peer group. So it's a it's, you know, eight to ten, usually CEOs, small business owners who get together on a monthly basis, share their struggles. 
They work through barriers together. They share ideas. There's sometimes a facilitator involved, but that facilitator is there really to just support the conversation. It's all private. It's all confidential. And it allows a CEO, especially a new CEO, to build that, that knowledge base and have support from others that are going through that same process themselves. So again, whether it's through a, a local chamber or any other organization, if you can find a peer group, especially a CEO roundtable, a small business CEO roundtable, we've heard time and again that is the most valuable thing um, uh, an early stage company can do. What do you think, Warren, some of the misconceptions about a chamber are? And I'll give you a couple before <laughs> as yeah. you think about it. Like I think about a chamber, like that word can seem intimidating. You know, just thinking about walking into a building and saying, I need help. I don't know what help I need. And now I'm in a chamber. But I'd love to hear from you. Like, what are some of the misconceptions you think exist about chambers? Yeah, I certainly think that there is a little bit of uh, maybe some intimidation. Also, maybe some some old-fashioned stuffiness that comes with that name. Mm -hmm. There's a reason that that uh, several years ago when we revamped uh, our business support network here in Traverse City, we purposely chose Traverse Connect as a name rather than a than an old-fashioned kind of chamber of commerce function. And it's because of that that some of the misperceptions. One of them is that chambers of commerce are, are sometimes thought of as, as actually public sector entities or governmental agencies. And they're not. They're private sector run. Um, they, they, they're they usually almost 100% private sector funded. So they really do exist as a an industry group for businesses. And again, at the at the regional or local level, usually they're very focused on small businesses. Now they do oftentimes have some governmental relation function with with you know elected officials, but oftentimes it's there to be as an advocate for business. So the one of the common misperceptions is that chambers work for the government. Mm -hmm. And the reality is chambers work for small businesses and regional businesses as their advocate to government officials. And that, that's an important thing because a small business may be struggling with a, a legislative issue. Let's say it's a it's a new restaurant looking to get a liquor license and they have a they have a hurdle that they're dealing with. Go to your local chamber, talk to them. They can be your advocate with the elected officials at the local and state level to get that process going. And that, that's a that's a key function that they serve and one that a lot of people don't actually realize. You're hundred percent correct because I think about that all the time about challenges that, you know, again, I, I suffer in silence. I think this is just me. And yet, if I just reached out and looked at my resources, it could open up new pathways, new ideas. And I would be curious what your days look like, because you have obviously legislative influence. You're meeting and connecting with key members in the community. What's an average day like for you? The average day is very exciting and wide ranging. It goes all over the place. You know, if you, if you think about our our focus and our business model, we have kind of three pillars. We have making this region as attractive as possible and uh, as competitive as possible to grow business. That's kind of pillar number one. Pillar number two, direct support for businesses. So meeting with the businesses to help them overcome their barriers, address their needs. And then pillar number three, attracting and developing a talented workforce for this region. So that's a pretty wide spectrum. It's a pretty broad portfolio. So in a given day, you know, the last week, for example, for me, meeting with our lieutenant governor here in the state of Michigan to talk about federal funding for technology incubation in small towns. That's something obviously that would be really impactful for us. So we, we've, you know, meet with, with government officials on something like that. Then um, working with a bank that just celebrated 125 years and helping them to, you know, 125 years in business, but helping them to modernize and do more to provide capital access to small businesses in this region. Um, 
then meeting with a Swedish boat making company that may want to set up operations here. So on the economic development front, what can we do to help them establish uh, a new business venture here in the States and and find the the manufacturing resources, the talent, et cetera, to, to start that business here? And it really keeps going. So we we're working with local school systems on the skilled trades programs to make sure that our skilled trades and manufacturing have a workforce of the future. So help helping to kind of build that pipeline. There's a there's a lot of things that we that we do and it's it's pretty wide ranging, but it's it's always interesting. Again, you are not alone. You've got plenty of resources available if you have, and I'll call it the um, courage. You know, the the emotional courage to get out there and ask for help. And people want you to succeed. I mean, that's the coolest thing about the chamber is that they want to see you succeed. They want to see you grow and develop. They want to be the resource and champion for you to take your idea and dream and really permanently plant yourself in this in the community that, that you're in and be successful. I'd love to hear why you love your work. Well, you know, one of the things that, it, and this really goes back again to what uh, small business owners and entrepreneurs need, they are so busy spending time building the business. One of the things that's really enjoyable about our, about our work and our job, we get we get the chance to have help them make time, look at the big picture, and work on their business rather than just working in their business. So not just keeping the wheels spinning day to day, but what should the business think about in order to grow proactively over the next several years? What are you going to need, in fact, in, in, in order to take that next step forward, to hire the next employee? What are you going to need to do to open that second location or to uh, you know, explore a new, a new um, business line? Whatever it might be, helping, helping the business owner and the entrepreneur to look, look beyond just the day-to-day operations and think about growth for the future is probably one of the most rewarding things we do. And I think that's really exciting. And, and I would be curious, too, if you could give our listeners just some advice and encouragement. Why should you take that dream of yours and put it into motion? Why should you? Well, I think, number one, it's what our economy runs on. And it's why we have job growth. It's why I think that we're well positioned, um, you know, vis-a-vis other places in the, in the in the country and other places in the world to to continue to to have a strong economy. And that that obviously impacts, you know, the business owner, but it also impacts um, the community, you know, strong businesses provide great jobs, provide for uh, a, stre- a strength of community and a strength of place, which then, of course, reinforces the business's success as well. So it's a it's a virtuous circle that businesses need talent, talent needs place, place needs businesses. So that being part of that cycle, I think is is one of the the really the, the strong thing that's out there. And and when you think about it, it's all about um, finding those productive relationships. Those relationships are everything, right? A business owner, it, it benefits from, you know, finding where they can provide value. And just remember that there are other people in the network, business support services, chambers, economic development organizations that are looking to provide value back to the business owner so they can continue to succeed. And you actually it made me think of a really great question. What are some of the other stakeholder individuals, entities, organizations that if you're a small business, business or aspiring small business owner just getting off the ground, who are some of the other stakeholders that you should consider networking with in a community? I think that um, building a network of professional advisors is important. So uh, again, a business owner, it's 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 sometimes hard to, to afford all these things, but you will benefit, I think, by having um, some degree of legal accounting, banking, financial 
uh, professional advice. I think that's important. I think it's also important to to utilize and 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 go after the resources that are out there, especially those free resources, whether that's the small business uh, development center in your community, the SCORE chapter of free mentorship, uh, or those other economic development organizations and support organizations that are out there. Oftentimes your community college has has training programs designed specifically to help you upskill your workforce or to upskill, you know, that find that skill that you need yourself as a business owner to learn more about. Don't forget about those resources at the community college and, and others that are there to, to help with uh, professional development at all levels. Oh my gosh, you're just making me think even some of the Google training that's going on right now at community colleges, because that's a thing, right? Once you get your business, once you get your plan, once you get your financing, you want to be found. Right. <laughs> so the marketing side of the house too. It does seem overwhelming, but hopefully as you're listening to the small business series of Bet on You, you're discovering that there are a lot of people who want to help you. So this is always the fun question to ask, Warren. Why shouldn't you start a business? If you could complete this sentence for me, with all your years in banking and financing and now at the Chamber and Economic Development, why shouldn't someone start a business? Please complete that sentence. I think that the, the best way to complete that sentence would be you should not start a business if you're in it for the money. I think you should be passionate about whatever that business is that you're trying to build. And and what we've seen there is oftentimes people who are focused on the revenue that could be generated are the ones that have the biggest challenge. Where we see the most success is is that entrepreneur that says, I see a problem or a gap in the market that I can fix. The money will come, but I am a problem solver. And I think that solving problems and providing value by that problem solving is really what drives success. I love that answer so much because we've had several guests come in to say exact things. So I hope you heard that, right? Bring the passion, the money will follow. Because I know, again, there is a money-making scheme that you're trying to get into, into as a small business owner, but go with your passion first. Well, Warren, thank you so much for joining us here on Bet On You. Thanks, Angie. Great to be with you. Hey, thank you so much for being a part of that conversation. There were so many great nuggets of information I took away that I wanted just to share with you three things, though, that really, truly stuck out. First, in Bet On You, I write about the value of guides, that there are three types of people that we need in our life as we're taking risks and betting on ourselves. Guides, so the three types of guides, one of them is having a champion who's kind of like a mentor. But I think oftentimes when you hear that word mentor, it seems like an intimidating process to go out and find one. Like it's like a marriage proposal, like help me please. And they can smell the desperation on your breath. Really though, a champion is just somebody who wants you to succeed. And they're willing to open up and share with you the lessons learned. Somebody right now is finding success in an area that you want to really stretch into. And imagine if you were to go to them and say, hey, I admire you. Can you share with me some of your ideas? I promise you they will say yes. Because think about if somebody came to you and said to you, hey, you are really succeeding in this area of your life. Do you mind just sharing some of your secrets? Wouldn't you feel flattered? Wouldn't it make you feel just, man, that makes my day that I can help someone? You can give that gift to somebody just by asking for help. So go to your chamber. They want to see you succeed. We need those champions. Ask for help. The second thing I think was really important was that Warren talked about following your passion. I mean, he's seen this story of small business owners play out time and time again. If you're in it for the quick win, 
you probably will not have the endurance to hang in there as much as you need to really see your idea come to fruition. So yes, the money will follow, but lead with your passion. That's going to be the motivation you need when those times are tough. Finally, the thing that I just really want to conclude with is that people like Warren are so incredibly connected that introductions, so don't be afraid to ask people for introductions because somebody might not help you, but they know somebody who can. And so really leveraging the value of your community that you're a part of is a true secret to your success. Thanks so much for participating.